Big recruiting month, end of the month for the Miami Hurricanes. A lot of top prospects visiting in the final week of March. Let's break it down. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. And thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first and second listen today. Happy Friday. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. March 23rd, 24th, 25th. My head is spinning with how many recruits are coming down. Big-time targets are going to be visiting Mario Cristobal's team. Let's bring on Locked On Network recruiting expert John Garcia Jr. John, I don't know if like you were able to take some time off during dead periods or anything like that, but get ready, my friend, because a big week is coming up. 100%. Look, every school's got kind of their theoretical, unofficial, official big weekend, and, and clearly this is it for Miami. A, a lot of the top quarterbacks are, are coming back to town in that stretch. Uh, and then you're getting a whole lot of beef on top of it, far from yeah. local and, and certainly much further away, all the way to California. Going to get a lot of big names on, on campus. So yeah, this is great for Miami. All the coaching staff stuff is finally behind Mario Cristobal. And now these, these recruits can get intimate time, not only hearing the latest recruiting pitch from these coaches, but actually seeing them in action, which is such an underrated element of the recruits evaluation of these schools. Because when you watch your future position coach, your maybe future position coach coach, you get a whole lot of a better sense of, of what you're signing up for. So that's a really big deal to, to get recruits in town during these spring practices, scrimmages, and obviously the spring game itself. Speaking of new coaches, Miami revamped their offensive staff. You got Shannon Dawson now coaching the quarterbacks, offensive coordinator. He's going to bring, I think, a more wide receiver friendly offense than what Miami had last year. And you've got Kevin Beard coaching the wideouts, who's very popular and well-liked in these parts, especially as a South Florida guy and a Miami alum. Um, are you, because you cover recruiting nationally, John, are you already seeing signs that Miami's wide receiver recruiting is picking up, or do we have to tread lightly until they start playing some games next year and these recruits actually see what the offense looks like? Well, look, your latter point is is strong, right? Kids, kids need to see under Mario Cristobal that this offense is going to look, feel, and be different, uh, independent of anything else that they're going to hear uh, from, from any of these coaches. But, yeah, of course – one-to-one Kevin Beard relative to to a Josh Gaddis down in in South Florida is a a whale of a difference Uh, there's a comfort there there's there's so much of a track record and obviously KB did it at the U himself coming out of Broward County so all of those things create just a little bit more buy-in and and cachet for Beard ahead of actually digging into any of these individual relationships and then when you pair it with Dawson wide open offense. You hear the air raid thrown out there a lot. Every quarterback and receiver or tight end is going to feel just a little bit better about that because for the most part, uh, these high schools are running some variation, a branch off of the air raid, especially in, in the bigger states, you know, Florida, Georgia, Texas, California, where Miami recruits consistently across the board. So naturally those recruits are going to feel just a little bit better about the possibilities within the offense. But I do like what you said after that. They do also 
want to see it. Another reason why the spring practices, the spring game will carry a little bit more weight at Miami, maybe compared to other programs where, you know, it's kind of stable and you know what you're getting. You need a little bit more evaluation on, on this end of it, but personality wise and schematically between Beard and Dawson, you absolutely have more of a ceiling, a higher upside with some of these recruits and that receiver, especially locally. I think those Broward County guys, uh, we've already talked about so many, right? Chance Robinson, yeah. Jeremiah Smith, Josiah Trader, any of those you have a better shot for with Kevin Beard because of that familiarity. And that goes such a long way at any position, especially one that is such a need for the youth. When I look at visitors who are going to be here on that March 24th weekend, there's a couple of quarterbacks that really stand out, John. I mean, unfortunately, looks a little light wide receivers on that list. There is a big time tight end coming, but quarterbacks, you've got two of the better ones in this cycle. Uh, Air Noland from Langston Hughes in Georgia. Luke Moga from out in Arizona, who Canes fans love him because he's the one who broke the news about Josh Gaddis being fired. Right. <laughs> so, like, I, I feel like he he should be on the yeah. team just for that, if nothing else. Um, you know, g give me a little bit on these guys, especially if you can go a little deeper on Moga, because I think at this point, my audience probably knows more about Nolan than Moga. Yeah, look, Aaron Nolan, you know, probably QB1 on the board for a lot of schools. Uh, he just visited Arkansas. They are starting to gain some confidence. Clemson just offered him. They're always going to be confident at that position. He's going up to Ohio State as well. So this is a, a primetime battle uh, for a top 100 state champion kid. Um, 4,500 yards from his left hand as a passer last year. And he can run it too. So, you know, when you do that in the Atlanta area, you're going to draw, you know, national eyeballs. AM's trying to grab him. So many schools uh, in on, on Aaron Nolan. So that will be a true national heavyweight quarterback battle we've seen Mario Cristobal win those we'll, we'll see how Shannon Dawson can begin to complement him with Aaron Nolan they do have a previous relationship so that's important to note uh, in, in this uh, recruitment and of course now they'll get more intimate time together in Coral Gables where Nolan is starting to frequent uh, he's been a couple times uh, uh, in the last year six months or so he was in for a game last fall uh, and he'll be back, of course, at the end of, of this month, as as you mentioned. So Nolan's the big fish, uh, you know, the, the sort of classic modern quarterback, uh, dual threat uh, winner out of Atlanta. That's the galvanizing QB you want, uh, both on the field and, and certainly in recruiting. Luke Moga is more of the riser. He's a guy who really just got the keys to his high school's offense as a junior. And he ran with it quite literally. He's probably more dynamic, a runner. Then an Air Nolan, um, wow. and, he's, and he's bigger. He's 6'2", 210 pounds or so. He's a big physical, you know, linear runner uh, who's who's not afraid to open it up. He, he's hit 10-9 in the 100-meter dash, so that gets folks in our industry really excited. And then from a passing standpoint, a bit more developmental compared to Nolan. You know, he was just under 55% as a passer, as a junior, so that that has raised some eyebrows, but it hasn't hurt his recruitment. A lot of folks are willing to bet on themselves as college coaches and say, hey, we'll take care of that. We'll fix some of that stuff, and, and we'll go from there. So his athletic profile and his rise has caught the attention of plenty in Pac-12 country. Uh, BYU's involved there, and, and it's obviously filtered out this way uh, to the point where he's making his second visit of the spring and not only did Luke Mocha help break the Josh Gaddis news he's already he's not recruiting for Miami for for other guys but he's sending the word out you know Dylan Hip is, is another Arizonian tight end who just visited this past week loved his visit um and he 
he said Luke Moga told him, hey, man, you got to come check out the U. They're both from Arizona, both offensive guys. They could be package deal material, so that's something mm. to watch uh, from, from the Moga perspective. So he's one who was really impressed in, in that January trip, even though he did not get time with the OC QB <laughs> coach in, in, in Josh Gaddis because, of course, there wasn't any <laughs> at that time. So now, of course, he'll get that, that time with Dawson, and that will be really critical. And, and I think it's important to look at the full scope of – this quarterback group for Miami, because it, it's starting to look like they're going to try to bring in two. We know that was the plan last yeah. year. It was completed for a stretch of time with, with Jaden Rashada and Emery Williams, of course, and, and we all know what happened thereafter. So I do think there's at least a desire to potentially bring in multiple guys in 2024. So that's why it's important to hit on, on the, the variety and the variance of some of these different quarterbacks. Two more quarterbacks I want to talk about. Then I do want to branch out to some of the uh, the big eaters up front because uh, there's gonna be, there's, it's gonna be like the combined weight of the visitors later this month is gonna be like twenty thousand pounds with some of the big uh, linemen, especially a lot of interior offensive linemen who are visiting. So we got a lot to get to here with John Garcia. Keep it locked right here to Locked On Canes. And guys, if you're depending on when you're listening to this or watching this, you may not be too late if you're. Catching this episode before your Miami Hurricanes take the court against Drake 725 on Friday night. March Madness, my friends. It's not too late to lock in your bets at FanDuel. FanDuel Sportsbook, official sports betting partner here and number one sportsbook. Uh, so happy they're with us here on the Locked On Network. New customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. It's the perfect time to, time to sign up, guys. Basically, you got nothing to lose with your first bet. You get bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win up to $1,000. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, super easy to use. Then you can bet on everything from the money line to point scores and threes drained. Um, now, for those who uh, who caught our morning episode of Locked on Canes, I told you with Miami minus one and a half, I told you I think that Norchad Omir is going to play. Uh, and so you should lock in Miami minus one and a half. It's now two and a half because guess what? It's been reported. Norchad Omir is going to go tonight. So still, you may be interested in Miami minus two and a half. But if you locked it in at minus one and a half earlier today, you're probably relieved that you got that. I think Miami is minus 140, minus 141 now on the money line. FanDuel even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So do not miss your chance to get your no sweat first bet up to $1,000 in bonus bets when you go to FanDuel.com slash locked on. That's FanDuel.com slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. Alex Dono alongside Locked On recruiting expert John Garcia Jr. Uh, so John, uh, not going to be one of the visitors later this month. He did recently visit Miami, uh, and Miami is his only... Uh, Division one offer, which is shocking to me. AJ Hairston, quarterback at Monarch High School in Coconut Creek. And okay, so you are a national recruiting analyst, John. I look at a guy like AJ Hairston playing in Broward County, the sick numbers that he put up at quarterback last year, the touchdowns thrown, the completion percentage 71%, dual threat guy. He's got the size. I've spoken to AJ Hairston before. Uh, he He's incredibly hardworking. And he's just he's one of those type of guys who's intelligent. He's going to put in the work. I don't understand why this guy has no stars and he's only got one division one offer. Any any light you can shed on that? No, <laughs> I, I don't have 
the answer's there. Uh, like you said, the profile speaks for itself. Big, physical, athletic, and productive in Broward County, Florida. Uh, you know, and it's not like it's at a tiny private school that's not playing anybody. You know, Monarch is where Calvin Ridley came from. I mean, this is a program that isn't as as well known as others, but they've been able to produce elite talent and they've more importantly in this case they compete against elite talent kind of week in week out like like most schools do in Broward so it's it's puzzling uh, I remember when Miami offered him I guess a couple months ago now and I thought okay here we go like now the whole ACC is going to jump in here and he's going to be maybe the hottest QB recruit in the country because like you said the size is there on top of all of this but it just hadn't happened um so i guess you know three thousand yards 71 percent completion percentage in 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 this uh, south florida uh, venue is is not good enough for others so you know maybe it's nitpicky uh but but when you burst onto the scene people do want to kind of circle back and, and maybe see you in action i know that's always uh almost an excuse we hear from college coaches relative to quarterback recruiting hey i need to i need to see him i need to see him throw in person so so maybe aj hits a bunch of camps and starts to correct some of this but as of right now yeah it's it's just it's just miami uh for for a kid like that so you know it's it's really weird for sure um you expect it to change but if it doesn't you certainly think that's good news for the hurricanes which as you mentioned just hosted him for another unofficial visit so that will be one of the more fascinating recruitments to track and if miami is going to take two quarterbacks having a guy like that local is going to be a big deal, uh, we think, in that process. You know, another quarterback that I hadn't spoken about yet on this show, and uh, you, you know, you covered uh, back a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago, when he first got his Miami offer. And according to Gabby Yerudia from Inside the U, he's locking in a visit for April 6th because he's going to be on spring break at his high school. He's out of Georgia, uh, Gray, Georgia, Jones County, Judd Anderson, who, man, I'm, the, the size is crazy here, John. He's six foot six, six foot six, 210 pounds. I don't know a lot about this quarterback. What can you tell me about Judd Anderson, who's visiting early next month? Yeah, big physical quarterback. Uh, got a huge arm on him, as you would imagine, at six foot six, looking like, you know, Ryan Mallett out there. But he's got some athleticism to him. He's not just a, a big, you know, Chad Henney pocket passer type. He can move a little bit. Great basketball player. Double-double guy uh, on the hardwood. And I think the day Shannon Dawson offered him, when I spoke to him, he had a Final Four game that night for his high school basketball team. So, you know, he's not just a double-double guy playing against short guys. You know, they're winning and, and going deep in the playoffs there in the state of Georgia. I do I do think they lost in the Final Four, but Anderson was so focused on hoops that he was so surprised to grab a football offer. So that's why he hasn't been out in the camps and all that stuff. But now that hoops is over, he's going to shift over to recruiting. And Miami's one of the offers that he was really excited uh, to grab. You know, he obviously uh, is building a relationship with Shannon Dawson, who he said had been talking to him for a few weeks before uh, the offer came in. Um, and he wants to learn more of, of the program and Mario Cristobal. So this is, I think, kind of an AC, ACC, SEC level guy. He's got like Ole Miss, a couple other schools, Georgia Tech, uh, involved in his recruitment uh, so that one will be interesting from an evaluation perspective uh, we've seen him in person a few times again a uh, big physical quarterback he's productive can certainly push the ball down the field and he's got this intriguing athleticism it's not you know hey let, let's call QB power here and, and let him go but he's got enough wiggle to to, to make a guy miss in the pocket or, or in the open field so it becomes intriguing especially relative to again 
this style of offense. You know, what we've seen typically smaller quarterbacks thrive in the air raid. So when you go after a six, 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 seven guy, it certainly, uh, you know, appears interesting from, from an optical perspective, but Anderson's a guy who's had offers for a long time. He's got a ton of football experience, even though he's always split time between football and basketball. That's one that, again, you, you like the athletic profile and you bank on the fact that he's a multi-sport guy and say, Hey, when he does focus on one sport full time, he's going to have an opportunity to, to make some really big strides mentally or schematically. So I think he's going to be an intriguing sort of later rather than sooner quarterback option for a lot of teams. So it was good for Miami to get in when they did. And, and that's what Anderson said. He said, Dawson thinks he's going to blow up. So he was like, I want Miami to get this offer to you before you blow up. So Maybe that's just recruiting or Dawson sees something that a bunch of other schools will soon see with Anderson. But like you said, he's absolutely worth bringing up in this situation. You know, you mentioned uh, near the intro that there's going to be a lot of beef visiting. It reminds me of the old Wendy's commercial. Where's the beef? Well, the beef is <laughs> going to be in Coral Gables on the 23rd, 24th and 25th of March. Uh, so some of the names who are going to be visiting Joseph Ayanada, who I think maybe we talked about months ago, you and I. Uh, Eddie Pierre Lewis or Louis, I'm not sure uh, how to say his name properly. Uh, he's a four-star interior O-lineman. Uh, so is Ayanada. Uh, Jason Zandamella out of Clearwater Academy International. Uh, he is uh, He's visiting during that time. And Jordan Seaton is going to be visiting as well, who's a big-time four-star guy. Uh, these are all interior offensive linemen. Uh, who out of that list stands out to you most? And, you know, is this going to be a typical crystal ball cycle where they're hopefully going to hit it big with some of these guys? Well, look, I'll start with the last guy you brought up, Seton. You know, he's the out-of-stater, you know, up from up in D.C., uh, maybe the best interior lineman in the country, which means it's the biggest battle of all of these guys. You're talking Georgia, Alabama, Michigan, uh, Ohio state, all involved uh, for Seton. So to even grab a visit at this time of year, I, I thought was pretty big. I think it tells you again, if there are certain positions where we feel like Miami's really going to compete nationally, you start up front, you start up front because kids love the fact that the head coach is an O-line guy. I mean, it's just something that cannot be stressed enough. We've probably said it 50 times on this show but offensive linemen want to play for offensive linemen. And, and you've got multiple coaches who, who really dig into that discipline at Miami. And Alex Mirabal individually, one of the better O-line uh, recruiters and developers in the country. So getting Seton on campus in any capacity is a very big deal. That's a longstanding national big boy battle. Not to say that it isn't for some of the in-staters, uh, the, the trio you mentioned, Ianata, uh, Pierre-Louis, and, and Zandamela, all from the Tampa area, at least by – where they're playing high school ball because Zandamela is actually from Mozambique, Africa, one mm. of these international players uh, at Clearwater Academy International, same school that produced Akeem Mesidor, another international oh, guy. Right. So Akeem has been tooting the Miami horn a little bit uh, towards Jason. So that certainly can't hurt. You know, he, he's let him know about the work that that's going down at Miami. And, and again, Jason really likes the fact that Cristobal is, is the head coach there. So that's, that's going to be a big visit for the Canes because he's a guy who's a big time stock up recruit, loved him at the Under Armour Orlando camp. He, he was the only player in the entire camp in Orlando invited to the Under Armour game. So Zondamela is definitely a stock up center guard type, very good athlete coming out of uh, Mozambique, Africa. And then the other two um, big in-state battles. Uh, that That's the field. Ianata's dad played at Florida State. Florida has prioritized him before Florida State has. So the Gators feel good there. So now 
We'll see if Miami can counter for another um, a Clearwater native. And then Pierre-Louis is the younger brother of, of former Gator lineman Richard Garage. So naturally, the Gators are going to feel good about that battle. Uh, Florida State's also involved. Miami's right there in the thick of it, too. So some more classic recruiting battles with with those other two uh, Tampa Clearwater guys uh, that are visiting Miami. But yeah, all interior prospects, all four of them are no doubter power five type players. Uh, so for Miami to get them all on campus simultaneously, I think is really strong. And, and eventually you want to land one or two of these if, if at all possible. But you should always expect um, Miami to compete and contend very well for, for the big guys up front. Absolutely. You know, Miami had a top seven class in the last cycle, John. Canes fans got a little spoiled, and I see this question comes up to me all the time. Where are the commits? Like only one verbal commit from a kicker in, in March? But then I'm like, well, it, it's March. Like I don't start to sweat this so early, but at what point, John, should the verbal start rolling in? Like at what point should the momentum start going? Is there like a cutoff date where Canes fans could start to get a little uneasy if the commits aren't coming? Yeah, I usually put it at at game one of the season. You know, that's really the stress point. Um, we saw such a huge summer for Miami last year. And remember, this time last year, Dono, there was some questions. There, there were a lot of people who were wondering, hey, you know, we, we see Florida State and these other schools picking up momentum. Miami was was midsummer in in really the month of June when things yeah. got really positive on the recruiting trail. And that coincides with official visits. Um, there's just not a lot of teams prioritizing spring official visits. Doesn't mean they're not prioritizing spring visitors. I, obviously that that's what we're talking about here, but the official visits, the closing visits, those are going to be pushed towards the month of June for the most part. Uh, so Miami's already starting to set those up. So if you get through the spring into the month of July after those OVs and you don't have commits, then you start to worry a little bit. But look, it's it's early. Uh, you're going to grab one of these quarterbacks at some point and help them you know, build around uh, themselves for this class of 24. And, and we've talked about all the great targets that Miami's gotten uh, on campus already and that are coming back to campus. I think uh, we're, we're very far from the panic meter. And, and let's also mention this coaching staff just came together. Yeah. Not only did you have to replace – some of these offensive coaches, the defensive coaches had some shuffle with with steel and strong moving on. Uh, you had to replace a lot of uh, promotions internally. So all of that factors in and, and you've got to evaluate your own roster during the spring simultaneously. So I, I don't think recruiting's an area where we should worry. Uh, not, not just yet. Follow this man on Twitter at John Garcia underscore junior locked on network recruiting expert. John, can't thank you enough for the time. We'll talk to you again soon. Always a pleasure, AD. Thanks for having me course thanks everyone make sure if you're watching us on youtube hit that thumbs up button hit the like button subscribe to our channel if you're listening on your favorite audio platform spotify apple podcast odyssey make sure to subscribe there as well and we will talk to you next time on another episode of locked on canes go canes hoops tonight right here on the locked on podcast network your team every day